Hey, it's Netta and I'm so excited to let you know that the Freedom from Cravings Formula program is open now. If you're ready to get rid of cravings, slim down and finally feel in control around food, especially sugar, all you need to do is to book a clarity call with me so that we can chat together to see if the program is a good fit for you. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button, schedule a clarity call. See you soon. Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it, and also with food, and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar, and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and this is the fifth and last in a short series that I'm calling Summer Shorts, because it's out in July and August 2023, right? And this week's episode, number 134, is about sugar and cravings. And it may seem impossible for you to think of a life without cravings, especially for sugary and starchy, highly processed foods, which, let's face it, for many of us, are our comfort foods. So it seems natural to crave them. But can you imagine a life without cravings? And how do you get there? Well, in this episode, I have five tips for you. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel as well as my Instagram account at my life after sugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration. Pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And for more free resources, go to aftersugarclub.com where you can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar. Just go to my website aftersugarclub.com, scroll down to the bottom and click on simple guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health, because cutting sugar is one of the best things you can do for your gut health. Go to aftersugarclub.com to get your free resources today. All right, so this episode is about sugar and cravings 
And you may experience a craving differently from someone else. But usually, a craving is like a strong desire, even a compulsion or an urge, in this case, for sugar. Other people can have it for alcohol or drugs or some other type of substance that leads to this type of compulsive behavior. Now, as you probably know, I'm not a health professional or a doctor or an addiction specialist, so what I say in this episode should not be construed as medical advice. But I certainly have plenty of personal experience with cravings. What I remember experiencing before I stopped eating crave-worthy foods and what you may experience as well during a craving is an unpleasant physical sensation where you kind of feel out of control and like obsessed with what it is you're craving. Maybe you feel helpless, powerless. Maybe you feel guilty about that or ashamed. And physically, if your craving leads to overeating, then you may have physical sensations like feeling stuffed, feeling nauseous, having stomachache, or generally just feeling bad about yourself, both physically and emotionally. I've definitely been there. If you're anything like I used to be, when you're in the midst of experiencing a craving, you don't have the mental bandwidth to start thinking about why you're having a craving or like the intellectual theoretical reasons for cravings, right? But now you're calm listening to this podcast, I'd like to just slip in information about different types of cravings. From my readings, I've discovered that there are three types of food cravings, supportive, dispersive and associative. Supportive cravings occur when the body instinctively yearns for food that enhances the healing process or fulfills a nutritional need. And obviously, sugar fulfills absolutely no nutritional need whatsoever because it contains absolutely no nutrition whatsoever. But that doesn't mean to say that we can't crave nutritious foods. Like, for example, for myself, because I was born anemic and I was chronically anemic for most of my life, sometimes I crave red meat because my body tells me when I need heme iron. But that's just me. So maybe you've experienced that type of craving for a certain type of nutrition. And if you have, that's called supportive craving. Another type of craving is called dispersive craving, which is actually a desire for food that drains health and diminishes our energy. Now, the desire may be just as strong as the intensity of a supportive craving, but the result is totally different. Instead of feeling better and energized, dispersive cravings can make you feel heavy, de-energized and feeling guilty. Because very often, a dispersive craving will have you reaching out for the type of foods that can easily be eaten in excess. For example, sugar alcohol, fried foods and junk food. So whereas with supportive cravings, we're craving something that's beneficial, dispersive cravings have us craving something harmful. 
It's like a distorted yearning in the body. And the sad thing is that processed foods that contain added sugars and starches are actually engineered to make us react this way. They dupe our brains into thinking that excessive consumption of these types of foods would be helpful for us. And the advertising and the packaging of these processed foods promise fulfillment, joy, happiness, satisfaction, and all for a low price. So it's easy to understand why these types of foods are so seductive. And the third type of craving that I read about is called associative cravings, which occurs when we yearn for food that has a rich, deep and meaningful association with our past. For example, your mother's spaghetti or your grandmother's cherry cake. That's what my grandmother used to make. Anything that has you looking back and remembering those types of foods with fondness is what's called associative cravings. And in my experience since 2015, when I cut sugar, my brain took much, much longer than my body to let go of these lovely memories. In fact, I still have those memories and I enjoy having them. But now they're disassociated with my eating habits. All right, after this short break, I'll give you my five tips for how to start getting rid of cravings. I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. All right, so if you're struggling with cravings, especially cravings for highly processed, sugary and starchy foods, then here are five tips to help you get rid of sugar cravings. My first tip is to respect yourself and your natural personality because getting rid of cravings for good can work long-term if you respect your own unique personality. There's no one right way for everybody. We're all different. And when you respect your natural personality, you can decide whether you need to stop all types of crave-worthy sugary foods all at once or whether a more gradual approach is better for you. So ask yourself, in your everyday life, are you more of an all-or-nothing type of person or a step-by-step kind of person? In other words, are you more of an abstainer or a moderator? 
And if you want to hear more about that, then episode 12 of the Life After Sugar podcast is worth listening to. My tip number two is to get to know the source of your cravings. Are they supportive, dispersive or associative cravings? For most of us, they're dispersive and make us feel bad physically and emotionally. And where sugar's concerned, it can actually feed your cravings. In fact, not just sugar per se, but for some of us, any type of sweetness can trigger our cravings. And for others, salty, crunchy foods can trigger our cravings. And for me personally, my cravings went down drastically when I eliminated all forms of sugar. If only for a couple of weeks, because that allowed my taste buds to recalibrate and get used to less sweetness in general. And then when I did reintroduce sweet foods like fruit, to my amazement, what I used to think wasn't particularly sweet actually tasted almost sickly sweet because my taste buds had begun to become more sensitive to sweetness. So what that led to was actually me not craving sweetness so much because I didn't actually enjoy the sweet flavors anymore or not as much as I used to. It was mind-blowing. But actually, it's just human biology because your taste buds regenerate every two weeks or so. So it's understandable that your tastes can and do change if you let them. So how about you? Is the source of your cravings more sweet foods? Salty and crunchy foods? Do you crave certain textures? Do you crave at certain times of the day or certain times of the month? Or are your cravings stronger when you have a specific emotion? And can you pinpoint or name that emotion? And if you're an intermittent faster, do you crave certain types of food or overeat when you open your window? Knowing what triggers your cravings or the source of your cravings is a good way to start getting rid of them. My tip number three is to be aware that physical cravings go away faster than emotional cravings. And this comes back to what I was talking about when I explained associative cravings. Those types of cravings that are connected to our good memories of certain types of foods. So those sweet memories can linger for a long time and make you crave not just those comfort foods, but also the sensation of comfort, the memory of comfort. And that is totally normal and understandable. And if we expect to get rid of all levels of cravings, ASAP, then maybe our expectations aren't quite realistic. So in my experience, emotional cravings take far longer to fade than physical cravings. And often letting our emotional cravings die down can take us outside of our comfort zone. And well, that's normal because change does take us out of our comfort zone. My tip number four is to look more closely at your relationship with sugar and treats in general. In fact, I did a whole podcast episode about treats and whether they actually always need to be sweet. 
And that's episode 21 of the Life After Sugar podcast. It's worth listening to. When you feel like eating a sugary treat, do you find yourself saying things like, oh, it's just this once, one time won't hurt, I deserve it, I need a treat, oh, but it tastes so good, I'll just have one more and I'll stop after the next one. Or, it's my birthday, it's Christmas, it's the weekend, it's Friday night, it's movie night, or whatever. And even, if you're an intermittent faster, hey, that's the beauty of intermittent fasting. I can eat whatever I want. And all of those thoughts are absolutely valid. But if you're reaching out for comfort foods, When you're feeling angry or sad or anxious, tired, bored, frustrated, and then you feel ashamed or guilty or physically uncomfortable about it, then first, know that you're normal. But also, know that it's totally possible to change that love-hate relationship with sugary and starchy foods and using them to handle your emotions or rather to avoid handling them. It is possible to learn other types of coping skills. And if you want to know more about that, then episode 123 of the Life After Sugar podcast gives you healthier ways for self-care than sugar. That's a really good episode to listen to. All right, so if you are craving something, what can you eat to lessen the craving or actually to preempt or prevent the craving. Well, if you're eating nutritious, filling, delicious and satisfying foods, then that goes a long way to preventing cravings in the first place. So if you're eating unprocessed proteins like meat, fish or plant-based proteins like nuts, beans and pulses, and also unprocessed good fats like avocados or eggs or nuts, or olives or olive oil, then these whole foods nourish you, fill you up and don't spike your blood sugar, which means that they don't stimulate your insulin production so much and you're not getting on that blood sugar insulin roller coaster of spikes and crashes and cravings. So eating Nutritious, delicious whole foods goes a long way to minimizing cravings for sweet and starchy foods. So as a recap, my five tips to reduce or get rid of cravings is one, to respect yourself and your natural personality. Two, get to know the source of your cravings. Three, be aware that physical cravings go away faster than emotional cravings. Four, Look more closely at your relationship with sugar. And five, eat whole, delicious, nutritious foods that don't spike your blood sugar and your insulin and that aren't specifically engineered by the food industry to make you crave them so that your whole foods diet helps to prevent cravings in the first place. And if you need more support and encouragement and accountability, to get rid of cravings and slim down and finally feel in control around food, then the After Sugar Club is the place for you. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need 
to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the Premium After Sugar Club, where you'll get much more personalized and customized guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the Premium option. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.